Welcome to HeartSpace, a show that will give you tools to awaken your intuition and the courage to listen to your heart so that you can create your best life. I'm your host, Sarah Lewis, an intuitive life coach, and my mission is to show you that you already have everything you need, and it's all in your heart space. Hello friends, welcome back to HeartSpace. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today. I am so happy that you're here and so excited to share this episode with you because first of all, we have an epic guest today and the conversation that we had was so beautiful and deep and touching and I really hope that you will enjoy it as much as I did. But first, I wanted to share a little bit of news with you guys because I have been working on some new projects and ideas and I have been just immersing myself and learning as much as I possibly can about some of the topics that are so close to my heart so that I can, first of all, use them for myself, but also share them with you and make the process easier by bringing it to you in a fresh way. So one of the things that I have been working on and that I am so passionate about is manifestation, but not manifestation as you might know it, which is just, you know, positive thinking, visualizing and all that kind of stuff and kind of pushes aside the, the, real, the real emotions that humans go through and that kind of sometimes annoys me and I've said this on here already because I think that there is no truth in trying to always push away the hard feelings and if we don't process that emotion then it ends up owning us and that's not what we want. And that can actually slow down the process of calling in what it is that we want. And so I'm so happy to announce that I will be hosting a five-day challenge to intuitively manifest your heart's desires. And it's completely free. It's going to be happening on my private Facebook group. And for five days, I will be doing live videos daily that you can either watch live if you can or as a replay. It really doesn't matter. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be sharing the intuitive manifestation process to really make it easier for you and for you to understand that you do not need all the things that you might think you need and you do not need to force and push and kind of always like think that you have to do all the things in order for for your desires to manifest into reality because that's simply not true and I'm going to kind of take you through that process of intuitive manifestation which is all about ease and flow and letting your intuition guide you because you know, to me, intuition is so important. 
And it's the same thing when it comes to manifestation. So that's what I really wanted to put for forward in this process, in this little challenge. And that's actually what I use in my life and what works for me and what will definitely work for you as well. So if there's something that you want to call into your life and it hasn't been really working, maybe you feel like you're just so done doing all the things and nothing is coming through, well, join this free challenge that starts on May 5th and will last five days and I will be sharing all the juicy information with you. And even more exciting for those who are like, yes, this is what I've been wanting. This is what I need. There is something that I want to call into my life. And I am so excited for this challenge, but I want to go even further and deeper and just dive into this even more with support. Then you are in luck because I will be doing a group coaching program after the challenge ends for five weeks where we will be exploring all the concepts that I will be explaining in the free challenge but we will be just diving in much deeper and doing all the things for five weeks so it's going to be a full immersion into the manifestation process with intuition as our guide. And we will have weekly group coaching calls. I will be supporting you throughout the process and really just digging in deeper so that you can really look at what is holding you back in your manifestations and release that with my support and with the support of a group that will be a very small and intimate group because I want to keep it that way. I want it to be very um, just like feel safe for those who may be a little bit intimidated but Honestly, in my experience, the group coachings that I have been part of have been even more amazing than the one-on-ones because you get that support from other people. So that's what I want to create. And if you want to learn more, I will also put the link in the show notes and you can always contact me on Instagram at Sarah Lewis Co. or go to my website sarahlewis.co to get all the information and you can already register if this is something that you don't want to miss. So let's get to it. I am very excited for this episode because I had a wonderful conversation with Cassandra Eldridge who is a lifestyle photographer and a blogger at The Calm Collective. She also has a podcast, which is also the Calm Collective, and I just love everything that Cassandra shares, whether it's on her blog, on social media, or on her podcast, because first of all, her photography is simply stunning, and I also love everything that she writes, because it's just so beautiful and touching. And she is really authentic and real and has this magnetic energy to her. So I was very excited to connect with her and very honored when she asked me to be a guest on her podcast, The Calm Collective. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I will link it in the show notes so that you can give it a listen if you want to. And I just had to have her as a guest on HeartSpace because it felt so aligned. As you will see, our conversation was very deep and we talked about things like heartbreak, hitting rock bottom, and even grief. 
And we talk about how she navigated these very difficult times in her life, how reconnecting to herself and her intuition, her truth has been a game changer in her life and saved her in so many ways. We also talk about how she manifested her soul-aligned career in photography, the difference between ego and intuition, how freeing it was for her to start living from her heart space, and so much more. I really hope that you will love this conversation as much as I loved having it. Hi, Cassandra. I'm so happy to have you on Heartspace. Our last conversation was so wonderful, and I'm very excited to talk to you again today. I really love everything that you put out into the world. Your photography is just stunning. And when I found you on Instagram, I just fell in love with all your beautiful pictures and the quotes and how real you are. So I'm thinking this is going to be such a good conversation. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much. That's so, so kind. Thank you. So I'd love to start off by asking you a fun question, which is what did your morning ritual look like today? That's actually such a good question because I recently just made a couple of shifts with that. But today and a couple of days prior, it's looked like getting up at 545 in the morning Mm -hmm. and I take yeah, I take an hour to make my French press coffee, which I love. That is truly what gets me out of bed in the morning. <laughs> um, and I just free journal for about an hour and I'll wow. pull a tarot card at the end. Yeah. So I always try and pull a card to set the intention for the day. Um, and then I've been going to my 7am bar class, which has transformed mind, body, spirit, but I love it so much. It's like, it's such a gentle exercise, but Mm -hmm. with such impactful results. So that's what it's been looking like so far. Wow. That's so cool. I've never tried bar, but it really makes me want to try it. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. And so I did ballet when I was young um, because I was a competitive figure skater. And so we had to do ballet. Um, Yeah. And it's like a fun spin on all those old you know, all the old um, ballet practices kind of just, you know, elevated really, but it's great. You should Mm. try it. I should because I actually did a little bit of ballet when I was uh, little, but just for like a few years, I think I started when I was maybe five and I did like three years, I think, but I actually enjoyed it. So I should definitely try. Thanks for the recommendation. Uh, And I welcome. I love that you journal so much, like for one hour. That's impressive. Wow. I actually journal for an hour in the morning. And then I also do like a, it's not a sexy word, but I do like a dump end of the day as well. When I'm in bed, I just kind of like anything that's on my brain, I make sure to get it onto paper so that I can sleep sound. And I feel like it's really helped me get into like a a deep REM cycle Mm -hmm. when I don't have any of those thoughts. And my dreams are a lot more clear. We kind of talked about that being clairvoyant and stuff. It's like, it's really helpful um, mm. for my dreams to be a lot more clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that sometimes we go to bed and we we take 
in like the energy of the day, which can be sometimes a little bit heavy and maybe some things have happened and we don't really let ourselves process that information. And it's just so good to put it out on paper, not really thinking about how you're writing, just like letting it all out. Uh, I think it's really helpful. Absolutely. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit more about you, your story? I'm just so fascinated by all that. I know a little bit about you because I've been following you, but for all those who are just discovering about you and all that, so it would be great if you could yeah. give us a little bit more information. Uh, I'd love to. Yeah, I'll try and summarize it as best as I can. Um, so... The short version, I suppose, is I grew up in the Chicagoland area. Um, I went to art school for college, downtown Chicago, for four years. Um, and that's where I studied advertising and marketing. And my dream job was to always be in advertising and work for this like, big agency down here in the city. Um, and I ended up moving to Denver. I graduated right around the recession, which was really mm. difficult. There were no jobs. So I decided to just go on a new adventure, and I moved to Colorado for a couple of years. Um, and while I was there, I was just working at a market research firm. Um, my dad ended up getting diagnosed with um, stage four cancer, which was mm. in his head of sinus cancer that was pretty rare. Um, mm. And so that kind of just... Ah, man, that just like really flipped my life on its axis. I mean, I think that's to be expected, but um, priorities shifted quite fast and I decided to move home to help my mom take care of him. Um, he was doing okay, but there was just a lot of hospital visits, a lot of chemo and radiation. And I just felt it was just kind of a no brainer for me that even if he was going to be okay, this was time that was meant to be at home with him. He was very special to me. Um, we were very, very close. So I spent, oh gosh, what was it? Two years, maybe a year and a half living at home wow. and then ended up back downtown. Um, so I was still close by, which was really great. And it was in that time that I actually got that dream job at the advertising company that I was referring to oh, wow. and quickly yeah, I quickly realized how unhappy I was. And that was really confusing because, you know, I had worked so hard to get mm -hmm. to that point. And yeah, it was like I manifested this job and I got it. The interview process was so easy and my soul was like dead inside. I was so miserable. So my dad was an entrepreneur and my, both my parents were just so supportive and really encouraging of like my artistic talents. And I had always had a love for photography, mm -hmm. pretty much self-taught. I'd never took any classes or anything. Wow. And my dad, yeah, I just had this conversation with him one day. I came home from work and I was sobbing and he was just like, you know what? Life is too short. Just try you know, like you have a support system, try. The worst thing that happens is that you realize that this isn't for you and you begin again, you know, and mm -hmm. I manifested that career as well. It was just like my soul aligned with this work and it just took off, which I, I can't even express without like getting teary eyed, how grateful I am to all of my clients that just like spread the love, which catapulted my career. And yeah, so I've been a full-time freelance photographer for not, it was nine years in January. Wow. Um, that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So that 
that's a huge part of my life. Obviously that's how I pay the bills, but I also love it. Um, but then fast forward a couple of years later and my dad actually passed away, um, Mm. which was really, really difficult. Still is. So it's been five Mm. years. And, um, that for me was where kind of everything internally shifted, where like my soul work really started. Um, I, had a really tough time where I was just in this space of just trying to fill my, my pain with, oh gosh, shopping, um, alcohol. Not that I was an alcoholic by any means, but it was Mm -hmm. just more of comfort. You know, I'd be like, Oh, I'll just have a glass of wine because I feel uncomfortable. Um, I'll just shop because I feel uncomfortable. And I always had this like sense of urgency that, would just send like chills up my spine, like nothing could happen quick enough. And so one day I just grew so tired of living like this that I just started a blog called The Calm Collective. And yeah, yeah, it was just a space to just keep myself accountable and to write about how I was feeling and to write about the grief that I was sitting with. Mm -hmm. And it was so lovely how that community came about because strangers just started coming out of the woodworks of just like, you know, I lost my parent or I lost my child. I lost my sibling, what have you. And I realized very quickly that I was not alone. And it's been about five years that I've been writing that blog, um, semi full time. And it has grown into this, oh gosh, I don't know how to even explain. Like, it's like one of my babies, I guess. It's just, it's so special. And it's just been a really huge blessing in my life. And I hope that anyone who reads it, for them, it's just, it's a reminder that we're in all of this together. You know, none of us are ever alone. We're all going through pain in different, in different um, areas of our lives and at different Mm -hmm. levels, but everything is so relative and it's really just become a space where I'm just trying to hold space for everyone else, including myself. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. So shooting full-time with photography and then writing somewhat full-time and doing my podcast at the Calm Collective. So that's that's, about it. It's quite a story. And I love how you turn such a difficult and traumatic event that your dad passed away and you turned it into something beautiful to hold space, like you said, for others who are also going through a difficult time and for you as a kind of a therapy, I'm guessing. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's truly the one thing I think that that saved me. I always say that, you know, when he passed, it was either going to kill me, it was going to destroy me, or it was going to change my life in the most profound way. And fortunately, it was the latter. So I'm really grateful. And it's not this, it's not the case for everyone who loses a parent or a relative or anything like that. So it's, it's quite, it's probably because of your dad that you were able to, to transform that difficult time in your life and turn it into something beautiful, isn't it? Oh yeah. I so believe that because of his passing and yeah, because of who he was as a person, it's, it feels, it felt like such a waste to not spread the light and spread the love the way that he always did when he was Mm. alive. So yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. I was listening to a few of your podcast episodes and they're so touching and 
I love how you you talk about um, grief openly and the beautiful things you have to say about your father and and even in his passing, it seems like it like there's this still strong bond between souls, and I think it's so beautiful. Oh, thank you. I just got chills when you said that. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, that's very very real. I I agree. And so he, he was probably, it was also probably because he was so supportive of you following your dreams that you were able to, um, like really create the career that you couldn't have dreamed of. Right. Oh yeah. With photography. Yeah. He and my mom both collectively were just so instrumental in that, in that becoming what it was and how quickly it got to become what it was because I think for a lot of people, and I'm really transparent about this, a lot of people have to keep a full-time job and, Mm -hmm. you know, have their passion be a side hustle. And for me, I was so blessed that I was able to quit that career that was so taxing and so heavy on my soul and just throw myself into this passion. So, um, and I couldn't have done that without them. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm very, I'm very lucky. Yeah, and like you said, it was also a difficult time for you personally, and you had that job that you thought was your dream job, but it actually was soul-sucking, so it was probably, it probably saved you in a way that you were able to follow your your passion at that time also. Oh, absolutely. I really do feel like it was just like divine intervention with from the universe, <laughs> you know, I, I think about like how you know, I started photography right when my dad got sick and that Mm -hmm. allowed me to be at home with him all the time, all Mm -hmm. the time, you know, away for maybe an hour or two to, to shoot. But like any, my, my, my schedule was so flexible, which truly, I think that goes down in my gratitude journal every single day, having Mm -hmm. a flexible schedule, because I love being able to be the person that, at the drop of a hat could go with him to his chemo appointment or mm-hmm. right now, you know, kind of falling under the same tree. My, one of my childhood friends is um, battling cancer right now. And okay. tomorrow I'm able to just, you know, make it to go be with her. And it's this really beautiful luxury that I worked hard for, but a beautiful mm-hmm. luxury to be able to just, yeah, have that space and that freedom to be there for the people in your life when they need you the most. It's, it's incredible. I'm so lucky. Well, I just got chills when you were saying that. Um, and I feel like you are probably such, I mean, it's all perfect in a way because you having the job that, that you love, that fuels you. And it also allows you to be there for the people who need you the most when they need you the most. So it's just, it just fits perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I know that intuition has come to play an important role in your life. Um, was it always like that or was it, was it like there was a shift at some point? No, for me personally, I feel like it was always very suppressed. It's really only been super, super active the past year and a half. But I grew up with a very intuitive mother. Um, Mm -hmm. she has always been vocal about, you know, what she feels and just like living from her gut. And it it was, it's kind of uncanny to like go all the way back to my childhood and she would be like, this is going to happen. Or I feel like this is wrong or whatever. And she Mm -hmm. was always right. She was always Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. So 
it's kind of a bummer that it took me so long to really, you know, tune into that space, but I am just so thankful that I found it when I did. So it's been, yeah, it truly has been such a game changer and has saved me in more ways than I can count. Mm, And can you tell us a bit more about what role it plays in your life now? Yeah. Um, So I went through a pretty big um, and somewhat surprising heartbreak um, almost Mm. a year ago. And I, I think it was just one of another one of those things where it was like a rock bottom, right? But this rock bottom felt so Mm. different where I just woke up one day after the rock bottom, which was pretty gnarly as they always are. Um, Mm -hmm. and I just woke up and I could like hear it wasn't like a voice of someone else. It was mine, but it was so bizarre the way that I was hearing. It It was almost like hovering over me of just like, this is how it was supposed to happen. You know, and like Mm. this this Mm -hmm. comforting, comforting voice that felt so familiar because it was my own just being like, Mm -hmm. okay, you know, like you're safe here. This is the plan. This is this is it. Like you're in it. Like, let's get started. And it was so powerful that it was one of those things where when you hear something like that, or when you see something, you can't unsee it and you can't unhear it. Yeah. I can't unhear that. And I, I have given up trying to explain it to people who maybe don't understand or who maybe haven't experienced it. A, because that's not my, that's not my duty. That's not my job. Um, Mm -hmm. but B, it's so sacred, you know, that it's almost like it is what it is and that's good enough for me. And so once that happened, I dedicated myself to meditation and to getting, Mm -hmm. um, Reiki done on a regular basis because those two things Mm -hmm. really, really helped to open up my chakras and just like really keep me in tune with my third eye and to really have my intuition be crystal clear. Cause the minute that I can't hear it is like when I know that something is out of alignment. And so I'll go get Reiki, go meditate, or, you know, maybe I'll stop drinking for a while. Um, maybe I'll drink a little bit less caffeine. You know, it's like you just start to get to know yourself and yeah. And I don't know, we have a pretty great relationship. She, she's really, I refer to her as she, which might be a little cheesy, but um, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's just been one of those things where it's just made my days flow so much easier where, you know, even if it's the other day I was feeling kind of out of sorts and I was like, what do you need? what do you, what do you need? Mm-hmm. And the answer was as simple as a bath in the middle of the day, yeah. but it was just like a bath, go take a bath, you know? And it's also been things like just stop eating so much sugar. You don't have to, you don't have to eat, mm-hmm. you don't have to cut it out completely, but just like cut back a little bit. It doesn't feel good, you know? Cause I just wasn't feeling very yeah. good. And really you have all the answers. And I think, yeah, yeah, that's been the biggest shift is not having to look outward for the answers that I need, knowing that I already have them. I love that. Everything that you say, I feel that it's, it's the same thing I say, but said differently. And I just love hearing it that way. It's so beautiful and it's so true. It just, you have everything you need and, and just paying more attention to yourself, how you're feeling and knowing that you can feel better if like sometimes you you just kind of we tend to ignore our intuition and 
and like the signals that it's always sending us. But when mm-hmm. we listen to it, it just changes everything. And and it happens to all of us to lose like um, that connection for a bit. It's fine. But once you restore it, it's just everything flows. Like you said, everything flows and it's much more magical. Oh, yeah. And you never lose it. You know, no, that you was never the lose thing it. in the beginning. Yeah. I'm like, I lost it. What am I going to do? I lost it. You know, and it's just my friend, Nicole, who's great. She was um, on episode number four on my podcast. She's a shaman. And mm-hmm. I remember calling her after one of our sessions and being like, I lost everything that I got from that session. It's gone. <laughs> and she was like, that's not possible. That's not possible. You know, it's, it's within. You just have to clear the monkey brain. And, you know, one thing I wanted to say, touching back on what you said, is that I think the biggest difference, I think one of the main reasons that we as humans often ignore intuition is is because we can't tell the difference between our intuition, like our soul and our ego. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, right, the ego is so heavy and like daunting. Mm-hmm. And then the intuition like, no, 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 like really sweet and kind and gentle. And it can, it can be hard to figure out what is which. And so the simplest thing that I have learned, which I really hope helps anyone listening, because really it worked so well for me. And I still have to tell myself this every day. The ego sounds a little bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. The intuition is so gentle and sweet. Yes. So if it's, yeah, if it's coming from your intuition and you feel a sweetness to it, listen to that. That is what's guiding you. That's what wants to protect you. The ego also wants to protect you, but in from a much gross. different way. <laughs> yeah. It wants to protect you yeah. from what's what's good for you, what will make you grow and what will allow you to learn, I feel. And I just love yeah. what you said because, um, yeah, intuition is also much more subtle and it's just like yeah. it can be that inner knowing without all the, like the monkey mind, you said, like the back and forth, is this going to work out? How is it going to work out? I need proof now. And I need all the, you know, like all the scenarios that run into your head. That's usually the ego. The intuition doesn't really do that to you. Mm -mm. No. And I think part of the problem too with the intuition is that we're human and we don't ever want to hurt anyone else either. Mm -hmm. And so a good example is, you know, for anyone who's dating and you're dating someone and your intuition is like, nope, he's not my guy, you know, like he's not mm-hmm. for me. And, you know, the intuition is like, just break it off now, you know, like don't waste each other's time. And your ego is like, but you're going to hurt their feelings. They're going to judge you. They're going to yell at you. They're going to tell you that, you know, you're X, Y, and Z. You create all of these stories. The ego helps you to create story. The intuition is like, just do it this way. Mm-hmm. One swift, clean swoop, you know, but yeah, because we're human, we don't want to hurt anyone. And so I think we, yeah, we just start to fill our head with these stories of what can go wrong. That's so true. And I've actually been through that a few years back and it was so difficult to, to actually do the thing that was in my head. And like you said before, uh, once you've heard it, you can't unhear it and it's just there, but I was just trying to push it away and ignore it and ignore it. And it was coming back a little bit stronger, a little bit stronger, but still very subtle. And like you said, I, I, you make up all these stories in your head and you find all the excuses not to do what 
is actually right for you. And going back to what you said, I do, I do believe that we never want to hurt anyone, but I think that if you do what is right for you, even if there might be some heartbreak, it's going to be ultimately better for, like in this case, both people, not right away maybe. And it might take time to see, but it cannot be, I mean, of course it may feel like you're hurting someone, but if you stay in that relationship, you're going to be hurting two people. So And that's like why the key for all of this, the answer, it sounds a little cliche, but the answer is just to always show up in love, mm-hmm. you know, like always mm-hmm. do things with great love, because even if you're speaking your truth, there is a way to do that in such a gentle, loving way that you can't, you know, well, you can still hurt someone, I suppose, but you know, your intentions are so pure Yeah, that my goal is just, can I hit the pillow at night? And sleep sound knowing that I showed up with the best of intentions. Oh, you know, and I, yeah. I think that's key. And the one thing that you said too about not being able to like unsee it and you know, you put decisions off or whatever. My sister and I refer to this as psychic wax, where the universe is going to keep trying. Mm-hmm. The universe will not stop trying to put you in your truth. Mm-hmm. So I think to save anyone time to just know that like your truth is going to find you. It's a matter of how long are you going to wait to find it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And um, you said that you did the quiz, right, on my website, the intuitive type quiz, and that you are clairvoyant, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how does that um, come across for you? How How do you experience it? In dreams mostly, visions, you said a little bit, or... How is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have pretty pretty vivid dreams. Um, to be quite honest, that's somewhat new, and I haven't quite connected the dots yet on any like messages or tie-ins as to like how that's applying to my life. But my dreams have become more and more vivid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably I'm accessing my intuition so much more. Um, so I'm still kind of experimenting with that, you know, trying to be good about waking up and writing down my dreams. Um, and then it sounds kind of silly, but when I meditate, I actually don't close my eyes. Oh, okay. um, I feel like I actually like to look at like a candle flame or just focus on one subject. Because um, sometimes I feel like I can see more clearly with my, it sounds really weird, but I can like see more clearly with my eyes open. Like oh, I get yeah. mental images with my eyes open rather than with my eyes closed. It's a little bizarre and hard to explain. Um, but I see a lot of colors. Colors are really big for me, like auras and mm-hmm. that comes easily to me. But I also would say that I'm probably 50-50. I think you are too, where um, I have a very strong like, deep knowing as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's pretty black and white. <laughs> There's rarely ever any gray. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a powerful duo and I'm grateful for it. Yeah. And it, it's always, it's always like it comes in different ways at different times, but it's just like for you, maybe those two are like take more space. And I just, I, I, it's so, it makes so much sense what you said about meditation with your eyes open on like focusing on a, a flame or something like that, a candle, uh, because 
obviously if you're visual, you kind of, it's sometimes hard to close your eyes, right? And to keep them closed. So that's such a good tip for people who are also maybe clairvoyant and very visual. That's really good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Another really great one too is, you know, obviously being out in nature is so healing. It's just Mm -hmm. to like lay on your back and watch the clouds for the cloud formations Mm -hmm. is really, really calming and relaxing too, because you're not like with a candle flame or the clouds, you're not too distracted by anything going by. So you're, you're still like, you know, the, the visuals that you're taking in are very simple Mm -hmm. and yeah, your brain isn't like trying to focus on a million things at once. So true, true. Actually, sometimes it's harder to, um, focus when you have your eyes closed because like all the thoughts come, Mm. come back up. So maybe just focusing on something. And I think maybe for people who are beginning the journey and just starting meditation, that could be a really good tip. Oh my gosh. Yes. And if I can give another one, like, please don't feel like just let go of all expectations of what you think meditation is supposed to be like. You do not have to sit straight up on a pillow with your legs crossed. Be where you are comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, like let go of any stigma or yeah, expectation. Like sometimes a lot of times I meditate in the bath. Or, um, like I said, I'll be laying down on my back, whether that's outside or in bed, you know, there's just so many, my goal is to be able to meditate anywhere. Yeah. I want to be able to treat and check in when I'm in like a public setting because meditation is that superpower of coming back to ground zero and neutralizing your body, you know? So I think the sooner that we all start practicing whenever and wherever we can, the better. Yeah. That's just my... I mean, not everything I say is factual. It's just what works for me. So true. And I think it's just, it's like being mindful in every moment and just being present, whatever you're doing. It's not easy, especially when we're in those crazy kind of lives, very busy and all that. It's difficult to do that. And um, we feel that there's not enough time to meditate, for example, or to uh, just an example, eat mindfully. And I struggle with that sometimes is that I tend to, when I'm eating, oh, I'm like, oh, well, maybe I could uh, eat and do something. So maybe, I don't know, watch a, a TV show, for example, that's not the best thing, or listen to a podcast, which is fine. But sometimes it's also great to be able to eat and just eat by being mindful. Um, so yeah, I think I think if we can just incorporate more mindfulness in our everyday life and ideally in every moment of our lives, it would be such a different world. Completely different. Yeah. And I know that eating mindfully might sound so like, what, why does that matter? But you're right. And I am with you. I would say probably 98% of the time in full transparency, I am not eating mindfully. I'm Mm -hmm. not paying attention to my food. It's just entering my body. I'm mindful Mm -hmm. about what goes into my body, but Mm -hmm. I'm not taking (laughs) the time to appreciate what it is and, you know, saying gratitude for it. It's just like, okay, it's ready. And in we go. <laughs> I could be doing a plethora of so many other things. So I feel you on that. We mm. can practice that together and work on that together. Yeah, we should be accountability buddies for that. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to ask you, what does uh, living from your heart space mean to you? Oh, what a beautiful question. I also just love the name of this podcast, by the way. It just sits so well with me. I love it. Um, Mm, Thank you. 
Yeah, living from my heart space. For me, I think that means the first word that came to came to mind was patience. Mm-hmm. Um, just being truly patient and understanding and knowing that so many things are out of my control and that's okay. Um, I think living from a heart space, like we talked about before, is just really showing up in love. Mm. And even when, even when it's hard, you know, I don't want to sugarcoat and say like that I don't ever get angry or that I don't, um, ever feel like resentment or anything like that, because that's just not true. But there's still a way I've, I've found a way to still show up in love, even with those emotions, you know, like I'll say what I need to say, or I'll write what I need to write. And then I'll be like, and so it is. Okay. There it is. Now we let that go. Mm-hmm. Or you know what I mean? And I think that's truly living from your heart space for me. It's never denying what is going on in your mind and in your body and in your spirit. It's being so self-aware and then immediately matching that with compassion. Um, a hundred percent. I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah. Just like giving yourself permission to be human. And exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be my answer. <laughs> Great. I love your answer. And I feel like sometimes a little bit in the spiritual self-help world, you kind of have, like, you can get the impression that you have to only feel positive feelings and be loving and kind and compassionate all the time, which is obviously maybe a goal for some and it's beautiful, but it's not very realistic. And the thing is that we are human in the end and that we're always learning and always going through things and that we're not immune to being angry sometimes and even even like like having some kind of resentment sometimes but if we can if we know what work we need to do on ourselves and um, if we can for example know that writing it down helps to release it that's what we should be focusing on mhm yeah completely agree and i also think that a really lovely reminder when I'm in maybe like a negative headspace or what have you, I always try and tell myself you're having a human experience. You know, mm-hmm. you are a soul on this planet, mm-hmm. this really difficult planet. You know, it's mm-hmm. very hard and having an experience yes. and that's all, it, you know? Oh yeah. That's so, so true. Very true. Mm-hmm. And where has living from your heart space led you? Oh my gosh, to where I am right now, which is, it's probably the scariest, most eye-opening yet beautiful place that I've, that I've landed in my 33 years. I mean, I say that without any hesitation, this, this phase of my life right now is so beautiful and raw and exciting and just authentic, which feels so freeing. I have always felt like I needed someone else to feel worthy, mm-hmm. um, someone else to complete me. Um, and yeah, for the first time, I think, you know, living from my heart space and 
channeling my intuition has led me to a place of knowing that, you know, I'm at home within myself first. And I actually really like it here. Mm. I'm not running anymore. You know, I actually crave coming back into myself and, um, filling up my own cup first so that I can continue to better help the people that I love around me, you know, and show up for my community and for my artistry and my clients. Um, so I think letting go of it's, it's led me to being able to fully let go of needing anyone else. And Mm. instead being able to just be so grateful for the people that I do have. I'm not dependent on them. I'm just grateful for them. If so that makes so sense. beautiful. Yeah, it does. So beautiful. Yeah. And it's such it's a place where you can grow so much knowing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another question I wanted to ask you is um obviously you live from your heart space and you let your intuition guide you. But what role does intuition play in your business? Oh my gosh, I love this question. Um, That's so funny. So the past six months or so, I've had quite a few people be like, so what do you shoot? You know, you're a freelance photographer. What do you shoot? And the simple answer is my work mainly consists of photographing families. And um, I do a lot of boudoir shoots for women who are feeling really good within their own skin. It's like a celebration of, you know, um, all of the hard work they've put in or their self-confidence, whatever. And I'm just getting into a lot of um, commercial work with product and food and whatnot. But the truth is that I feel so intuitive within the decisions that I make. So I actually have started saying like, I'm an intuitive photographer. And they're like, what does that Ooh. mean? I'm like, well, just, yeah, whatever comes through, if it feels good, you know, if that. it lands well. Yeah. Cause really it's like, I've done so many different types of photography, like so many different shoots. And I think it is important to have a niche, but I think it's also really important to listen to yourself. Like, does that, does that feel good? Is that going to bring forth a different kind of artistry or do I really like this client? You mm-hmm. know, do I want to support them while they support me? Yeah, I do. So while it may not be something that I do regularly, I really only turn work down if it just gives me that little pink or red flag. Mm. So yeah, yeah. that's so important (laughs) for anything actually, whether it's in your life in your business or in your relationships, I think we've covered all of those, but yeah, just knowing, does it feel aligned? Does it feel right to me right now? It could be, it could be just like that. That would be great, but it's not the right time also. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I think also with the Calm Collective, um, my intuition has, it's been really hard because within the blogging world, it's always this thing of like, you have to be so consistent or mm-hmm. you're going to lose readers. And my whole view on that has changed recently where I feel like when I'm showing up these days, it's because I truly have something to say. I have a message that I want to share and it's going to reach the people who need it. Um, I feel like if you are following or reading along, it's because you need these messages. So you're not going to go anywhere. Um, Mm. And if you, and if you, that's totally okay. You know, like maybe I'm just not 
for you. And with Instagram, like I hadn't posted in almost like three weeks and I didn't feel an ounce of guilt. I was just like, you know, and so it is, I don't want to just show up to show up anymore. Like I want to show up when my intuition is like, let's do this. Let's share, you know? Wow. Um, and that's been, been really, really freeing. Oh my God. I love this. I think this is such an important thing to talk about because I feel that whether we're, um, starting a small business, like, uh, coaching in my case, or if it's more like blogging and that you kind of, well, you're told that you need to be very consistent, especially on Instagram these days. And you also have to be on Facebook and here and there and everywhere and do this, this, this every day or week or whatever. And Mm -hmm. how do we incorporate more of this mindfulness and intuitive living into that space, into our, whatever we create or whatever we want to maybe uh, sell or, or put put out in the world. Mm-hmm. I think it's an important conversation think, to have. Absolutely. And, you know, I think the biggest, something that someone said to me recently that was like a light bulb moment was your people will find you. Mm, yeah. um, your people won't find you if you're sitting on your couch and you're not sharing anything. You know, I think that's pretty obvious, but people will, your people will find you if you are showing up and you know, sharing from your heart space, truly, Mm. um, when not showing up and writing about something that someone else in your, you know, area is writing about, but writing about what you want to write about. Mm -hmm. And if that is once a month, that's once a month and your people are going to tune in once a month, you know? Um, and I think for me, I just started realizing that I, I can't, I physically can't live from a place. I can't exist from a place of worrying about what everyone else is going to think. Otherwise my intuition, her light dims and I can't really hear her as, and you know, my heart gets heavy and I get stuck in this comparison game Mm. and I'm no longer sharing these profound messages that a lot of times I don't even feel like are truly mine. Like sometimes I feel like I'm channeling them from like, I don't know, like a past life or something. It just feels very important to get it out. Mm -hmm. And I've stopped worrying about how that gets out, whether it's on the blog, Instagram, or my podcast, just so long as it does. Um, That is my, that is my sole mission. And I think when you can show up in a way that's serving other people, Yes. And yeah, you're doing that authentically. The rest just really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. And I understand that making a living is so important. I do understand that. And I know that that's where some of like the anxiety can come in Mm -hmm. of like, yeah, but if I, you know, if I need to make a full-time living, then I need to post every single day. And I don't want to post every single day. I truly don't really have the answer. I'm not, I'm not sure how to navigate that. Um, all I can say is that eventually you will burn out and, you know, I, I would hate for anyone who has a calling to burn themselves out to a point where they no longer show up for themselves and for their community because of that burnout, you know? So I think it's really important to 
find that beautiful balance, that authentic balance early on. Yeah, between intuition and also maybe a little bit of strategy or a little bit of um, structure, like a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and so that's what the Calm Collective is all about, right? That balance that's a little bit, yeah? Yeah. The work-life balance is huge. It's like the number one thing, it's my biggest priority. And also like for partners that I'm with, it's a must have for me too. Like I have a hard time sharing space with people, friendships or otherwise who are so consumed by their work because again, I do understand the importance of income. I mean, I'm, I'm living, I'm an, I'm an artist, so I mm-hmm. get it. It's like I have to hustle sometimes, but I truly believe like if I can do that, I know anyone else can. And, you know, life is, again, it's a little cliche, but life is just too short. Like we are not here to work. We're here to live. And I think, yeah, I think that balance gets lost on a lot of people and it, it makes me sad. Yeah, it does. And like you said, it's sometimes a little bit difficult because, well, if you're coming from that place of fear and you're worried all the time about not that you won't be able to pay the bills or you won't be able to, you know, just like get that income that you need to live, how are you going to live? So it's it can be tough. It can be really tough. Um, I mean, I know that too, obviously. But um, yeah, it's it's an important conversation to have, I think, and one that's maybe not um, had enough. So I'm glad that we're talking about this. Yeah. And I absolutely, I'm not trying to paint a picture where I don't ever have any money fear. I mean, like clockwork every year in the winter, come winter after the holidays, I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do every year for nine years on the dot? That fear creeps in and it lasts about a month. And then I always figure it out because I just trust, Mm. you know, I don't, I don't panic. I just trust the process. I know that I will not drown, you know, and it's like, I think if we open ourselves up to trusting ourselves a bit more, that panic subsides and, you know, we are all so much stronger and so much smarter and wiser than we think Mm -hmm. and just give ourselves a little bit more credit. We don't, we wouldn't have to rely on the panic so much to get through the hard time. And it goes back to uh, trusting ourselves and our intuition and just trusting, yep. trusting, trusting and surrendering. Yes. <laughs> yes, I love that word. That's a good word. Well, this conversation mm-hmm. has been so deep and so powerful and mm-hmm. uh, it's been so, so good. I, I'm so happy that we got to talk again. And you know, bef- to know you truly me too it's been very inspiring and before we wrap up i just wanted to ask you a few few quick questions before we end yeah so what is your astro sign Mm. so i'm i'm a virgo rising i'm a um aquarius sorry i'm trying to think aquarius Uh. moon and a Virgo, what's the other one? There's sun, so your main sign, and then your moon, and then your rising, or whatever. Okay, so I'm Virgo sun, um, okay. Virgo rising, and Aquarius moon, yeah. Oh, wow, okay, so a lot of earth and a little bit of uh, air, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, what is your favorite quote or mantra? Mm. I have two. Mm. So I really love the I have what I have and I am happy. I've lost what I've lost and I am still happy. Mm. Um, that resonates really deeply with me because, you know, it kind of goes back to just being so content and safe within yourself, um, you know, that you are going to go through loss and things aren't always going to go the way that you thought they were going to go. But if you can retreat inward and feel safe there, you know, that happiness is unwavering. So I think that Mm -hmm. that's really, really valuable. And then um, live and let live. Oh, beautiful. Um, I've heard that one quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah, I have that tattooed on my foot. It's like a lovely reminder just like take that patience, that pause for patience and just try to not judge anyone else's process because they're such an instrument to to how we grow and evolve and learn. So, Oh, beautiful. I love those two. Thank you for sharing you. that. Of course. What is your favorite beverage? I think you kind of mentioned that, but I'll ask anyway. Oh. Yeah, I cherish my morning cup of coffee for sure, but I am quite obsessed with sparkling water. It's, oh, okay. Yeah, like all day. That's pretty much what I'm drinking. <laughs> okay, good. And uh, what is your dream destination? Mm, right now, it's Bali. I oh. would love that. Like my goal is just to pack a swimsuit, my camera, my journal, and go. And just like, I don't know if I want to go by myself or if I want to go with somebody. Those details are still a little wishy-washy but I've my intuition is like pulling me there it is really really strong so I'm excited to make that happen I hope oh my god I have chills everywhere I just Bali was my dream and I did it for the first time alone last year and it was honestly one of the best experiences of my life I mean I've had many many but uh, that trip was really 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 deep and oh yes Mm. you have you have to do it about that later I'm so excited to hear about it yeah I was uh I mean like when I heard Bali I was like oh I need to go back there <laughs> maybe yeah. we'll meet there so who knows yeah, never had like that strong of a pull to go somewhere before so I'm yeah, excited to discover with that yeah <laughs> me neither and Bali has just been it um yeah and I can't wait I mean I know I'll, I'll go back now it's just a matter mm-hmm. of when but the that initial that the first time I knew I wanted to go to Bali for like at least three years and I I always like there was something that happened that I didn't go and and when I finally did I was like oh I'm not like you know like you're home I I do feel strongly that I'm at home in my body so wherever I am but I just kind of oh I arrived in another home and it was beautiful yeah Oh, that's awesome. I also feel like I feel that pole was Sweden too, because that's like, that's my motherland. So, um, and my grandfather just recently passed and mm. he was a hundred percent Swedish. So I just feel more and more it's like my soul is like, go be there. Like he's there. Mm. You know, I, I just feel very called to, to go there as well and be amongst my ancestors and whatnot. So yeah, yeah, those will be my two. Okay. That's something to explore as well, for sure. Mm -hmm. And a last question. Um, What would you be doing if you weren't doing what you're doing now for work? Mm -hmm. 
Oh man, that's so hard when you truly love what you're doing. Um, I think sometimes, honestly, I don't know if it would be like, um, by the book, the way that therapists are, but I think I would want to be some sort of a therapist, Mm -hmm. um, whether that's like therapy or even like Reiki. I'm not really sure, but some, some sort of a healer. Mm -hmm. Um, I would want to put a lot of my energy and efforts into helping and having that be my actual, my actual career. So I would say that. Mm, But I'd say that you are actually a healer because what you do heals. And like we said before, you're, you're making yourself like what you do allows you to be available for people who need you in times of sickness and when they're they need you the most and that is so healing to have your presence for them oh, yeah. yeah that made me teary-eyed thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh okay it was, it was so good to talk to you how can we support you oh thank you yeah so um as I mentioned, I have a blog called The Calm Collective. It's thecalmcollective.com. So I show up there here and there. I've been spending most of my time over on the podcast, which is the same name, The Calm Collective, mm-hmm. um, which Sarah was on and it was beautiful. It was amazing. And then, yeah, it was great. And so then I also have Instagram, which I'm on sometimes, mostly stories, if I'm being honest, but um, that's at the Calm Collective underscore. And then my photography is just cassandra-photo.com or cassandra-eldridge um, on Instagram. So it's kind of a lot, but <laughs> those well, are the two places I'm hanging the most. Yeah. Oh, perfect. I'll put all the links in the show notes anyway, so people can find oh. you there and connect with you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sarah. This was great. It was amazing. Thank you so much for sharing so openly. And it was such a beautiful conversation. I can't wait for people to hear it. Mm, Thank you so much. So that's it for today, friends. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and today's conversation. And I cannot wait to talk to you again very soon. In the meantime, take care and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or on any podcast app if you want to support HeartSpace and if you enjoy these episodes so far. And it would also really mean a lot if you could take a few moments of your time to rate the show so that it can be accessible to more people and touch more lives.